The Ceruti Mastodon site, found in San Diego in 2017, have recently been dated to 130,000 years ago, pushing back the earliest human presence in the Americas by over 100,000 years, and might even predate modern humans in the area. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. Oh, this is weird. Oh, that was I was going to say, it, it's smooth and without a hitch, and then we ruin it by pointing it out to people. <laughs> Excellent. Now now we're on brand again. Yeah. How we're... the fuck are you doing? Red. Me? Yes. I'm doing better. Thank you for asking. You're not died coughing yet. That's a good start. No, uh, the, the coffee is getting better, actually. Still a little bit of coughing um, now and then. Uh, but but that that's okay. Uh, it's way better than last week. Uh, actually, had a good few nights of sleep. Uh, not the last one. Uh, but but yeah, I'm 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 rested. I'm well. I'm uh, working. And and honestly, that's that's the only thing that happened this week. I was I, I spent most of my time working on my project and doing a. Lot, lot of editing for the next video ah. because I always shoot too much. Ooh, is it is it another laser? No, no, that's the that's the the quiver I've been talking uh, about. Nice. Um, and and uh, I'm I'm so far I'm super happy with the project. It's not fully completed yet. It's not fully done um, because uh, life. Um, As usual. As usual, um, but I, I was way, I was way behind editing um, because I I shoot too much when I'm working. Usually, I, I put a camera, I start recording, I work for like 10, 15 minutes, uh, and stop recording, move the camera, and just select bits of what I've shot to put in the video, uh, what looks best for the viewers to understand what I'm doing. Uh, so I shoot I shoot way too much footage compared to what I u- actually use during the the video. Uh, so I was getting a little bit scared of having to spend a week to edit the video. So I took uh, two days to actually do everything, sync the audio, do the lights, the coloring, and everything, everything. So now I only have to edit the last bit uh, that I will shoot tomorrow which is um, the assembly of the different parts of the quiver Ooh, yeah. and the beauty shot. If I, if I uh, get a few hours without uh, any rain outside, so I can uh, go outside mm. to... Um, I would like to shoot the, the last bit in the forest uh, because it would look nice in the video. So I don't know if I will be able to do that because weather is not that great these days. But yeah, anyway, a uh, lot of working on that project, a lot of editing. May, uh, may I ask, yeah, uh, you can. Or can, can you tease what project you're using the, the laser for? So the next l- um, leather or laser? Like the pew 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 thing? Uh, I, I, I misspoke. The, the project you want to do now to show this, the, all of this off, like what, what are you making with it? Or, or is it nothing? Say that again. Are, are, are you just doing like the product review unboxing kind of thing? Or? No, no, no. Um, um, no, good point. Uh, good question, actually. I, um, I've been getting a lot of offers from different laser engraver companies recently. And um, one of my requirements to agree to work with them 
aside from being paid uh, or getting uh, yeah yeah, I mean I don't work for free compensated yeah or compensated in any way like can be the laser the laser engraver and for example an accessory like uh, whatever the rotary thingy to engrave uh, mugs or or glasses or whatever Um, Mm. that's a cool thing yeah I I would really like to have uh, one of those Um, so what I'm asking for the uh, to the company is uh, to not do a review video to make a build Mm. video with the laser to actually see uh, and show uh, how it works uh, making a project and not because I'm not super comfortable doing the review video. I don't think it really fits my channel. I don't think it really, I'm not a a high tech guy uh, with very deep knowledge on everything. Um, I agree. Yeah, you don't have to. Uh, So, so, no, no, but I know know way more about lasers than I used to, obviously, now. But uh, some people are doing those reviews very well on YouTube. And they are doing almost uh, only that. So they can easily compare two different laser engravers, uh, two different uh, 3D printers, and so on and so on. Uh, in my case, I use the laser if it works well, if the, the cut and the engraving is precise, and if it's quick enough, uh, I'm satisfied with it. So I don't... I. Mm. I, I know the difference, I can see the difference, I understand the difference between two machines, but I mean, to my viewers and the people interested in what, I, what I'm doing or what I do on my channel, um, it's not big of a deal to see a yeah, gray laser engraver or black one or a gray one and the or brown. Or if it and, goes through like a centimeter of plywood, it's just not, yeah, yeah it's not yeah. important. So, so I, I don't want to do that anymore. Be, first of all, because I think it's it's kind of boring for the people to, to watch. Uh, it's kind of boring for me because it's kind of the pressure of showing everything, uh, showing everything well, but not using the laser properly uh, for a build project. Uh, plus, a lot of people do that way better than I could do it. So I, I only want to do um, videos with Lever and Graver, uh, if I can only use it in a build and not do a boring review or, hey, I'm gonna show you what's in the box and how to assemble it and and how it works because they all work the same, basically. Uh, so yeah, that's... Um, so uh, back to your question, Raz, the next... Um, laser engraver uh, that you will see in one of my videos is for actually a project uh, which is also uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla related uh, just like the quiver but I can't tell you more about that because that's a project that I had in mind since oh maybe a year or so and I've prepped everything I I can already guess (laughs) <laughs> I won't because if I'm right I'll spoil it for everyone else yeah, but don't, I, yeah, I, I, don't say anything but we'll talk uh, oh please about it. enlighten <laughs> us just think of it as a book <laughs> what, why Jan you sound so salty all of a sudden yeah. what happened a little bit bitter maybe. how is your week <laughs> pretty good um, it's kind of winding down and also starting up at the same time kind of weird to explain um, so last week we were at the trade show. Mm-hmm. So after driving back, I started this week with driving. 
Yeah. No, it's a end of year customer visit. So um, I did, I think on Monday, about 300 kilometers. Mm-hmm. I did about um, yesterday 500 ish, and today around 600 kilometers with the car. So um, mm. yeah, I'm I'm ready for the weekend. What about it's only a small tour tomorrow though, like another 300 kilometers oh. or so. Okay. So, well, 300 kilometers is really not bad considering. No. And next week, I'm going to head up uh, towards the um, Hamburg area again. Into Hamburg, actually. Going to visit Kiel and drink whiskey again? No, not. Um, unfortunately, I won't have the time this time. It's really yes. just, it's back to back meetings. Save us from more of your happy times with Kiel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, We're not jealous at all. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you don't have to at the moment because this is um, what I'm doing right now at the end of the year is mainly just. A whole lot of driving um, to the customers. I mean, it's it's not bad, but it's um, it that is w- tiring. Like today, I'm actually when I got home today, I felt the road. What's I, the point of this uh, end of the year visit? It's like greetings the customers, see, checking if everything is fine with the product that they bought, and it's basically our a customers like bringing some goodies. Also, discussion how the year went. Um, also, meeting with distributors or. Um, our sales offices to see how the sales went okay. kind of the goals for next year kind of a strategic meeting okay hmm. yeah so can, can go from being to always sell more compared to the previous year previous yeah let's year, say right? there's there's been so much happening and we didn't have the time to speak like eye to eye a lot with mm-hmm. a lot of the customers and our um distributors that it's now Sometimes it's like some customers is basically having a cup of coffee, talking about the year, everything went well, there's nothing much to discuss, numbers are the same. So this is just showing yourself and but I basically don't have any of those visits this year. Okay. It's all hmm. strategical meetings. Um there's still shortages, there's still delays and yeah, I don't want to go too deep into work, but it's yeah. but it's it's not a social visit. This is very much something that is needed because of the pandemic and shit. No, it is it is exactly it is it is needed, and um, there's a social aspect to it. Um, and but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm guess sort of compared to pre-pandemic, where you could do these customer visits basically just as a point of saying, hey, we still exist and we still think about you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and this one is, I mean, most of the meetings can be done over Teams, but if, from a politi- uh, political perspective, it's it's or perspective, it's really important that I show up in person yeah. and yeah. tell the people. Of yeah. course. What about your so ass? This is wait. Sorry, you asked me about my freaking work time, and <laughs> no, then you're just like, "Yeah, okay, that's enough." Fuck your all private life. <laughs> I spent my whole week working, so I assume that you did the same. No, sorry. The, the time so I yeah, didn't... tell tell us about your week. <laughs> the time I did not spend working, um, I went out with the camera. Oh, I also yeah. got the film I shot a couple weeks ago back from development, which turned out absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, I already put some of the pictures up on my Insta. Not the Northern Vendor one, but my other one. Your secret one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to know my name to find me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Kowalski, no, it was really, right? really fun seeing that. And I'm, I shot a second film that I got into development, also black and white, but on my um, Canon camera. And mm-hmm. I was really excited about it. I got that back today. Um, I did not get it digitalized, so I just wanted to look at the negatives. So I just called it up, looking at it and looking at the blank film. 
there was not a single picture mm. on it. Ooh. Then I looked at my camera and thought, oh, there's another roll of color film in there. I might have done something wrong. So I took the camera, did another test shot because I already filled half of the film because when I go up to the customer and I'm there like half an hour early, I walk around and shoot a couple of pictures. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. But the downside was, so I, so I turned the lever like to crank the, the analog film to the next one and I see the rolls like it's not moving. So I open it up and the film, just like I put it in, was still in there. The, there's a little trick you have to do when you fold in the film so it yeah. actually grabs uh, and you wind it. So I've been basically shooting the, the black and white film before. I was just shooting the, the same empty picture the whole time. Oh, then I rolled everything up and wondered why it was going really easily and gave it into development uh, and ruined a perfect shit. film. I also had to pay for the development for it. So lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That won't happen again. That's, too That's a fun part of analog. It's yeah. uh, weird shit you don't think about anymore can go wrong. Yeah. No, and the worst part about it is like all of us who were young shooting with film cameras, with the point and shoot and everything, we were used to it. Like mm -hmm. this is something you were looking for. It's like, oh, is the film incorrectly? When I wind it up, is there resistance? Is it actually showing the next picture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, still, it was fun. And this is um, actually one of the things I enjoy. Like even the further drives, I always have a camera now um, in the car, just if I have a little bit of time. And if it's just 10, 15 minutes looking for something cool and shoot it. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes me happy. And that's basically what I've done this week so far. Tomorrow, like I said, another 300 kilometer drive. Yeah. And that ends the week. Cool. Rest. Last weekend or on Saturday, we had, uh, went out, we kidnapped Stian, who was a guest there uh, maybe mm -hmm. six yeah. weeks ago. No, it's not fully six weeks yet, but something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we kidnapped him for his bachelor party, yeah. which was tremendous amounts of fun. Uh, but it also left me in sort of that sleep deprived and slightly hungover state on Sunday going to a family dinner that when my niece of a year and a half wanted to go to, or was sent to bed at seven i was like me too i also want to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> did you have but a bit some story as well no 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 oh, damn too bad well i i i, I, have, a, I have i'm always reading something so i i read for myself to fall yeah, asleep but too. it's nice then when someone is reading to you yeah, i agree sort of i agree yeah but no it uh it it was fantastic, and I think he was appropriately surprised because, uh, because of their wedding being in week and a half now, two as in a they will just be a week ahead from this airs. That's the way to say it. Uh, so from coming back from the US, they have just been stressing about getting everything ready for the wedding. Yeah, because and they... of course, and of course, his wife set everything up like, no, no, here's the long list of things we need to do today. So they they came back from the US like a few weeks uh, back. Yeah, right? I think it's two weeks ago now. And they are uh, getting married in uh, two weeks. In in a week and a half, two weeks, yeah. So they have to prep everything in one month, basically. Well, they have done a lot of beforehand, but okay. yes. All of the last minute decision of things, it's not like they can take that over the next, or over three months or something, mm -hmm. like I guess you would want to do. But to actually just no. No, yeah. I mean, you, you decide things early on, like a venue and things, but some things you don't need to decide upon, like before the final day, I guess. 
uh, last week or something. No, if you have to decide on the final day, you, you, it's too late. You, yeah, you, yeah, I know that. That's not what I meant. That before. No, that's not what I meant. I remember. Yeah, I remember the hour uh, when we were planning uh, and prepping for our wedding. We started one year uh, before. Yeah, and I mean they, they've been planning this for for ages. Okay, so yeah, that's... I was just surprised that in one month they could do everything like reserve. No, no, no. Place I, I, and... It's all the final things okay, that they it. need to figure out. Like, I mean, you don't need to figure out like seating arrangements a year in advance of the wedding. No, but six times is a <laughs> six times prior the 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 yeah. ceremony is a good yes, time to yes. start. Yeah, that's the actual cost nightmare of the thing as they show in movies like mm-hmm. who's gonna sit next to who and all the history between people in the oh, this is, but this is the best so. part about it i've been to weddings where there was actually um some of the names written by hand on the card you could see they're not printed like the other ones yeah. oh. because that's many decisions Bre- breakups and uh, new relationships mostly yeah, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fun but Long story short, we kidnapped Stian, saved him, so to speak, from a day of monotonous wedding planning, took him out to a go-kart ring. Oh, then, cool. Yeah. Uh, then went off to uh, their their cabin, which is sort of, funnily enough, it's still in the middle of Oslo. It's mm-hmm. weird thing with Oslo still being super rural in parts. Then took the, the subway down to the city, played darts, drank beers, had a bit of pizza, and then went back to the cabin where his dad had fixed up this proper beef or steak dinner for us. Nice. And then we sat and drank and talked shit for too many hours and slept too little and then woke up kind of hangover and or at least me kind of queasy and then trying to ingest some kind of dinner breakfast and then I wandered off to my family thing when I when I was allowed to. So you to make speak. it sound like you were the victim. You actually got to go to your family the next day and got fed. He was hung yeah. over and still had to do the things that were planned before the day before. <laughs> Very yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, point. No, I'm I'm not complaining about anything. I'm just saying, yeah, I drank a bit and I did not eat as much as I normally do for the breakfast after. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I know it was it was really good. And the funny thing is, like all of us are old scouts, mm-hmm. so including Stian's older brother, who is is someone I was in the scouts with when I just started, but because he was is six years older than me or something, he was wandering off just as soon as I was entering. So our paths just briefly intersected in maybe a year or so. And then I, I haven't seen him since, basically. So it's kind of fun to catch up with old scout mates. And it's also worth thinking of when a bunch of scouts join together, it's more it's never an issue of cleaning and organizing and taking care of shit. Yeah, it's more like, it's, it's almost more of a fight of who gets to start with the hoovering <laughs> so that they can bugger off and relax while everyone else is, yeah, all of that. That's pretty nice. And, and the other part is, it's Christmas soon and oh, well, shit needs to get done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. I'm. I just want to say it's starting to feel a lot like Christmas. Uh, you can fuck off. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm already in, the, in note, noticing that I need to do like two months of work in three weeks or something. Yeah. And it's like One, yeah. wonderful feeling, isn't it? Yeah. No. That, that, that's new. <laughs> you already knew, and 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 yeah. and yet you spent two months playing Elden Ring. When you could have been working on a forge to prep Christmas. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why is that? 
Because he, I say so. Yeah, yeah he's looking. Uh, exactly. he's looking <laughs> you see him like staring into emptiness. <laughs> no, Elden Ring came out in February. Yeah, exactly. It's been a while since then. I haven't played Elden Ring in a month. More. I haven't played it since before I w- went to the US, I think. I haven't started it yet. But I, oh. I will have to. Oh. Yeah, I made the mistake to, <laughs> to have to check something uh, on Assassin's Creed Valhalla for my build video. So I... And then you played another hundred hours? Yeah, but yeah basically. <laughs> that, that, that's it. I just wanted to basically. say, it's like, okay, we all know how this goes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's your work week. You did uh, no, no, research. I, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was it was in part research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the good kind of research. No, but I I hear you when you say that you have to to do uh, two months of work in a, a few days to prep for Christmas. But um, it, it's the time of the year that you can prep all year long somehow even though you are not in the uh, capacity to do so uh, all the time because life, because other markets, other uh, um, distractions. Um, But I I know a few people that are actively prepping for Christmas season all year long in order to not uh, get any shortage on on anything. How how do they do that? I mean, it's like Christmas Christmas is something like birthdays. They come completely unexpected. Bam, they're here. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's something that is amazing to me. This capacity of prepping ahead, like one year ahead, uh, and stick to it. Like in February, March, April, we're gonna prep all the thing that we want to sell for Christmas. I mean, how can you just be in the mind mindset of doing Christmas work? Oh, you just look into Six the supermarket. As soon as they put out the gingerbread, you know it's like you're too late. Oh, yeah. Which is but, uh, around September time, I believe. It uh, here it, the the day after Halloween, you start to see the Christmas decoration everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and hear the songs and see the the chocolate and gingerbreads uh, in the supermarket. And that's so depressing. Yeah. And you won't get mm-hmm. any, you won't get any Christmas decoration or chocolate or anything to uh, like from November, uh, the beginning of December, because then they're already putting out the Easter bunnies. Already? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it, it, it feels it, like it. It wouldn't surprise me though, honestly, because in some part of the country, they are so freaking lazy or so um, on prep that they don't even take out the Christmas decoration in the streets anymore. Like they are all set. You just leave them up all year long. That that then it doesn't sound fun anymore. No, yeah, my point exactly. So when you when you go to the supermarket just after you you're still in the Halloween uh, atmosphere. Right. It was yesterday. You had the party. You were dressed up uh, and everything. Next morning, you go to the supermarket because you have to refill for candies or whatever. And 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 you get into this rush of prepping Christmas when you are not ready yet for it. I mean, you have to digest events in order to get ready for the next one. And I think it's the mm. same thing. But when, when does it when does it start for you? Like, when when do you feel like now is Christmas coming? Is it like oh, something when it gets cold? Is it weather-wise or is it a certain date or? Uh, no, for me, it's December 1st. It's the like, 
Yeah, December 1st. So it's a date. It's a set date. Yeah, I think so, because it can be very chilly way before Christmas uh, yeah. here. Uh, we we had our first uh, snow on the mountains like three days ago. Uh, and it's still not winter. It's still not Christmas for me. Visually, it's like just on top of the mountains. So it's not white enough to be mm-hmm. to look like Christmas, right? And um, yeah, I don't know. Personally, it's something that we we've set in the family with my wife a long time ago. Um, Christmas de- decoration can be put in the house December first, not before. My wife would like to yeah. <laughs> to put it like as soon as she can. So just right after Halloween, she would be fine with it. But no, it's just like press the button and you see everything like flip around. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you let her, that's what she will do. Damn. Uh, but, but it's great. Um, in, in a way it's great because I hated Christmas before I met my wife. Uh, Christmas was something that I really disliked when I was a kid. Probably. Um, well, it's a mix of um, uh, disappointments and obligations. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So basically, it was uh, for Christmas we had to spend time with family, right? We had to, and I, I'm choosing my my words carefully. We had to do that. It was not like the pleasure of enjoying the family because it was a get together. Um, it was the get together of the year. And so we would enjoy spending time together and chat about everything and do everything that family does when they are, uh, in large group gathering like that. It felt very much like an obligation to visit people, to be polite, to, uh, receive and offer gifts and to have a big uh, lunch or big dinner together. So it was what what was um, what we had to do in that part mm-hmm. of the of the year, right? So everything was an obligation. Everything was like, oh, we have to do that again to this part of the family and visit those people also. And it was like, I mean, when I was a kid. All I wanted for Christmas was a party in the morning because we tend to, in my family, we tend to open the the, the gifts in the the next morning, twenty um, fifth, uh, in the morning. Okay. Yeah, and the some American people. Way. That, yeah. That's wrong, but okay. Yeah, I know. I know you don't do that because you uh, <laughs> you don't know how to celebrate Christmas properly. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, Santa is visiting you during the night and leaving the the presents. So yeah, um, but. No, you forget that we are closer to the North Pole, so he has to do us first. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. See? Yeah, yeah. Logic. Okay. I'm winning. <laughs> Science bitch. <laughs> Plus, it's called Christmas Eve, not Christmas morning. Exactly. That too. That one too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, so what I wanted was just to wake up, have my present, play with them, spend a little time of, of fun with my family, right? Um, that was my perspective as a kid. What we had was, um, wake up, open the present, have to do some freaking pictures or, or videotaping of everyone uh. being happy. And when everything was open, 
rush to clean everything because people were uh, coming for lunch. And so we had to clean the house and prep the food. And so it was always rushing through things to the next step and never actually enjoying just being together and having fun and having the the, the present that you have you wanted for you've been wanting for all year and it's been repeated repeated over and over again throughout the years so when i was a teenager i was like yeah fuck that i i, I don't enjoy it anymore because so i promised myself not to say fuck uh, during the show anymore damn uh <laughs> sorry about that well done you yeah Nearly. well done me How, it took you half an hour but you'd made it so yeah, far I fucked up. yeah only could, uh, could be fucking worse <laughs> Yeah. So when I was when I was a teenager, um, I was I was kind of done with Christmas because mm. it was boring. It was always the same like ritual, not entering the stuff, rushing, seeing most of yeah. the time my my mother being disappointed because uh, she had to rush to prep dinner and and lunch and the house and always under pressure of my grandmother or the guests that were coming. And it was yeah. never a, a peaceful time of um, a family being together, enjoying the thing. Um, yeah, and and after that, it was like now I'm kind of an adult or an adult, and I I have to make to give presents to people, and only to have this pressure of finding a gift that would suit the person you are buying the gift for uh, is also. It should be fun, like to go in the stores or to make a gift uh, to someone that you love. That yeah. should be fun. Um, but that's not how it works in my family. So there is always the pressure of, well, he, he's not going to be happy with that. He she will not like this present. And yeah. So that, that that's feels weird. like they sort of yeah, lost I the know. spirit of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, like... that's why I said I hated Christmas when I was a kid. Yeah. Thankfully, I met my funny wife. That you, funny that you chose the color red and not green. Yeah. Uh, do you know why, why Santa is red, by the way? You all know that. Yeah, so you don't see the blood red. of his enemies on his... <laughs> no, wait. Sorry. No, but that is why he's red in Finland, specifically. <laughs> what about you guys? How was Christmas when you were kids? Did you enjoy it uh, yeah. as much as I did or better? No, more so. I mean, no, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember every once in a while, not every single year, but there's a couple of years where I feel like, yeah, no, Christmas now is a chore because they want to do all of these things mm-hmm. and get like do the checklist of the entire family and visit everyone in one day and all of that. And it's like, yeah. and then they just quickly realize that no, us kids are just being miserable and being a pain in the ass to them. Yeah. And and they are getting stressed extra because of that, and it was stressful in the beginning, and then they realized that no, screw all of that, uh, and then they sort of flipped the whole script, and we started just inviting people to us at Christmas instead, because mm-hmm. then the excuse is, we need to spend the entire day cooking and preparing things, which can be way more relaxing than traveling half the country around to visit people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and I mean like. If if us kids were being like too obnoxious and having too much energy, it's like they kicked us out and like there's no have fun, Poof. Yeah. <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah. That too, that too. You, you can go out and play with other kids of the family, and and we didn't have kids from the same age to go play with in the me, snow. Me, yeah. me neither though. 
Yeah. Now my brother and I, like we're three years apart. He's three years younger than I am. Um, because of where we live, there weren't other children around to play with. But mm -hmm. still, um, we celebrate Christmas Eve, so on the 24th in the evening. Yeah. And I remember the 24th always being like the best day. It's getting up early because you're excited for the day. Um, you have breakfast as a family. It's I'm talking about my um, dad, my mom, my brother and I. And mm -hmm. then it was basically we could stay in the pajama. We were allowed to, like that was when we were little, watch TV all day, mm -hmm. like on that small TV that was up in my parents' bedroom. They put blankets on the floor. And because we were only allowed to watch a certain amount of TV a week, like an hour or so. So mm -hmm. this was a whole day of watching TV or later um, playing the N64 that my brother and I got mm -hmm. when it was released, like pre-ordered yeah. it and finally got it. So spending um, basically the whole day watching, playing video games in front of it. While well, my parents, of course, prepared everything downstairs, then we helped set up the table later on, like got ready, dressed, and then we had a family dinner. Sometimes we helped our parents cook, but it was always small family, not the big family. Yeah. And I think that makes it way more relaxing. Oh, yeah, I bet. And then we would eat and the in the next room would be the, the Christmas tree. And then my dad would say, oh, he's going to check if the Christmas, uh, the, the um, Christkind, we say, like basically if Santa Claus was already there. Mm. And then we would hear a bell in the other room. And later on, like he told us where like it was hidden behind books, basically that small little bell. And that was like the sign. And he's like, oh, I think I heard it. And it was like, we were like, rushing in and there was a Christmas tree and then the presents underneath it. So I remember uh, Christmas as something absolutely beautiful. That's nice. The only thing where it got stressful was, well, first of all, I'm like moving over to the US, not having time working all the time, coming back. So this kind of you losing mm -hmm. the Christmas spirit a little bit. Um, and then I met my wife and then it was her parents, my parents. And it was like the one day at my parents, the next day and them, like we wanted, Steph and I wanted time for ourselves. Then it's also my brother with the kids and the wife and, so we yeah, decided it's, it gets a big thing to and then organize. it becomes that big thing which is yeah we're pretty also my mom's birthday is on the 23rd uh, so this also yeah. doesn't help with um everything so yeah but still it's um i enjoy it but the last years we decided that we have the holidays after christmas so first we're gonna visit either my parents or my wife's parents, my in-laws, and mm -hmm. the next day we switch. So those, but the 24th is for Steph and I, just the two of us. Yeah, we did, we do that as well. Um, mm -hmm. we, I, I hated Christmas so much for so many years that it, it was very new to me when, when I met my wife, like 17, 17 years ago, 18 years ago now. Yeah. We've been married for 17 years. Um, that's a long time yeah uh, you're old yeah <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could be my son so <laughs> um, I guess with a bit of effort but yes <laughs> listen here you little shit <laughs> uh, no she she had she had the right spirit of Christmas uh, when she came into my life or when I walked into hers um, she she enjoyed Christmas for what it is so it's like nice decoration being together, taking the time, making present, like making other people happy. And that completely changed the way of uh, me seeing uh, Christmas. So it took me probably a year or two to adapt to our way of celebrating Christmas. 
and mm. and to really enjoy it um like i do now but as you said yeah uh, we are we are asked to celebrate christmas with my parents and then with her parents and it was like being on a road uh, on the 25th and it was like no now we are not doing that anymore we had we um agreed to that uh, a few times but now uh first of all yeah 24th is for us um especially now there is a kid and we pick one place one year and we go to the other place the other year the following year but yeah yeah, yeah that's, still, a, that's a sensible thing i feel yeah, yeah but that I, I it still so. bothers me because we 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 are never alone we are never the three of us my wife my kid and i and mm. and the best memory that i have uh, from christmas i'm i'm completely honest yeah so maybe if my family listens to that yeah well too bad but they're uh, french they don't speak english yeah and they don't listen anyway they i'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure they even know that i'm doing a podcast um <laughs> So, my, <laughs> I'm guessing your wife knows, or, yeah, or she wife, thinks my, you're course, just really course. weird that goes into a room by yourself and talks loudly. <laughs> no, no, of course she knows. Well, and by the way, week, she listens uh, to, to the episode every week when she she goes uh, to work. She listens in the car and and she uh, says she she enjoys it. So we are we are scoring points, guys. Okay, cool. Um, cool. <laughs> no, but uh, um, the best memory of of the Christmas that I have now is the very first Christmas that we had with my 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 little boy when he was like uh, one year old and mm. we were in Japan we, I was not working my wife was not working we had the full day 24th and 25th together and seeing this little kid that was almost walking on his own uh, waking up having presents and being so small compared to the big tree it was just wonderful and we had to we get we got to do that for a few years before coming back to france like at Ooh. least you, twice you know, you know what you should have done you should have given your son that uh super mario cat suit and stuck him on the tree and taken a picture of it <laughs> oh he was he was disguised as um so many things when he was baby because uh, we enjoyed that <laughs> because you're a big nerd <laughs> absolutely i will send you pictures <laughs> yes please yes i want to see that um, also they can't defend themselves absolutely they can't do and, say no to babe- anything and maybe other people can see the pictures on patreon.com slash two thirds maybe i don't know uh, maybe at a super special tier yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> um no but now um now it's it's always i mean the, the i totally get the the feeling of people wanting to have you to celebrate christmas especially when it's yeah. your family and and we are all sons of our mother and fathers and and especially when they reach a certain age and the tradition is uh, has always been to celebrate christmas with your family which is not the case in every country um in japan you celebrate with with your your boyfriend or girlfriend for example or it's yeah it's a very more much more of a private thing isn't it it's yeah i mean they are not catholic in in tradition uh so christmas doesn't represent anything to them because they are apart from like the capitalist american yeah it's it's watered down view of it so exactly which is which is super weird because you 
um, Japanese like ninety percent Buddhist and Shinto, and you have like more or less five percent of people that are are Christians. Uh, and yet you go to Tokyo or any big Japanese city around Christmas and you yeah. have all the trees and all the decorations and all the illuminations and everything. And you are the, what, what's happening here? And it's yeah. celebrated because first it's beautiful, it's fun, it's enjoyable, but they don't celebrate the same way. Uh, it's the perfect, um, opportunity for boys to, uh, ask a, a girl to become their girlfriend or the other way around. It's mainly the the guys are asking girls. So they invite uh, girls to the restaurant, to the cinema, and at the end of the evening, they they declare their feelings and if everything is go well, well, it goes well, uh, it goes well, and, and so on and so on. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very different. Um, I, I don't know why I was talking about Japan suddenly. Um, because you always do. Yeah, I always do. Back, uh, back. I bet you also have. Yeah, I bet you guys have memories about that. What do you What do you mean? I mean, you were start talking about Japan. So you, I mean, you lived over there. So you, I bet you lived yeah. through a couple of those Christmases over yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ten of them. So uh, uh, yeah, ten of them. So yeah, we have the memories of that. But the 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 fact that it's so different over there. Um, was the point of me explaining, uh, but I, I, I can't re- <laughs> recall why, why I, I suddenly uh, went, went into that. When does it, you said for you, Christmas starts on the um, beginning of December. Yeah. So the ominous, how about you, Res? Like, what, what triggers your Christmas feeling for the good or worse? Uh, that's probably the, the, the annual Christmas tree hunt we have up at my dad's. Okay. We go out to the forest and we hunt down a Christmas tree. I remember you doing that last year. Yeah, I've, I've seen the picture. That was fun. But, but doesn't that happen like way earlier? Because you said the Christmas no. time when you're preparing for the market. No, so we we're, we're doing like uh, up at my dad's. We tend to do like the really traditional thing of like we get the tree up on the twenty third. That's okay. super late. Why so late? No, yeah, no, a lot well, of people. A lot of people do that, and they also um, hang the trees on the twenty fourth in the morning when they celebrate twenty fourth in the evening. Yeah, going by tradition. Okay. It, it, that- honestly, it, it's for my family. It's always mostly dependent on like what's the most convenient day, sort of before Christmas. And with my dad being retired and my stepmom working from home, it's like it's a really nice tradition to just be there on the twenty third. We go out, we get a tree, and we put it up and hang all of the decoration on it. So when do you um, remove it from the living room? Uh, usually with explosives, and that will be <laughs> on the thirty-first, t- of course. So, so no, I I I don't recall when it tends to stay, uh, how long it tends to stay, but at some point because of cats and it's dying slowly and all yeah, that, yeah. it's like it's not staying long, and it just tends to migrate sort of from the from the living room to outside, and then all the pine needles fall off, and then we yeah. take it back in and stick it in the fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's do. full I, recycling. I think <laughs> yeah. it's January sixth usually. No, but um, you, yeah, it, you said, but hmm? Christmas feeling or like the Christmas time has to start earlier for you than the twenty third. Uh it's it's got nothing to do with close to Christmas. It's more about just everything being covered in snow. Okay, so that'll trigger me. Half, yeah, half half the year. Yeah, basically, which makes Norway so nice and lovely to live in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I, honestly, though, since I moved out, like at least for the 
like the first time 10 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never owned Christmas decoration myself. So I've never gotten in that Christmas mood for nearly 10 years because I've I never decorated my own little apartment because it never made sense to me. Yeah. Because I I don't have much people over, I never really used to and uh I'd much rather just go to other people's places and be there because then when I'm fed up I can just go home again. As long as you can go to a place with people and a, a decorated place for the occasion for Christmas. Yeah, I mean you're good. So yeah, yeah, and also because my um my parents being divorced, mm-hmm. like I I spend uh like Christmas with one of them and then a a weekend before Christmas with the other. Yeah. And we just swap every single year. But that's that's sort of the easy thing because we have then one big Christmas family dinner at the er, sort of mid-December-ish. Mm. Uh, so we get that Christmas feeling, that get- togetherness. Mm. Yeah. And then I celebrate the proper day with the other side of the family. Yeah. And it also removes a whole lot of stress because then it's nearly a week in between them at least, if not two. So it's a bit more relaxed, yeah, which is nice. nice. Yeah, except for this this year when my mom just organized it the same day I have a blacksmithing class and I'm going to like a Christmas concert that a friend of mine is uh, having a solo musical thing in so it's like yeah i'll be coming to the family dinner but after i've been teaching after i've been to the concert then i'll show up for all the food so please save some <laughs> yeah. what about you jan what what triggers your christmas, christmas kind of for me um for the last i believe seven years um which is since i've been working for the new company we've always been to the exhibition on the sps in nuremberg mm-hmm and this is usually at the end of November, so that it would be next week. Okay. Next week would be usually like it's been in the past. So um, driving to Nuremberg, it was usually raining, muddy, and also already a little bit of snowing and cold. Yeah. And I remember always driving up to the exhibition. It's the last exhibition of the year. So, you know, after that, it's just the end of your visits to the customer and then the year's over. So this mm-hmm. kind of triggered for me the Christmas spirit. Yeah. So I would, it's called uh, Große Straße, which is um, basically that long street next to the um, exhibition center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would drive that down towards the parking lots and I would just wham everyone who was walking towards the <laughs> entrance. Oh, you're that Because cunt. you're walking next to it and I would roll down my window and just put on Last Christmas and just yank it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and some Perfect. people were laughing and some other people were giving me the finger but this is how I usually start my Christmas the only, ex- <laughs> the only acceptable time to hear any VAM song is in the Deadpool movies it's it's a three it's a freaking three hour drive to Nuremberg and I like do not listen like I can stand in a snowstorm I will not listen to a single Christmas song but when I'm driving down that road next to where all the people are walking to parts the exhibition center to like build up the exhibition I'm cranking it. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, you can extend that because you have basically choice now between Wham, between Bubbly, with uh, it's beginning to look, a, look mm. a lot like Christmas. Yeah, sorry, but no, there's there's only there can only be well, and not Maria only Carey. be Sinatra. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. never been big into that, but I've plastered no, but all if you want to annoy people, that's the the three biggie. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. So this year was kind of weird, though, because um, the, the exhibition was earlier. So first of all, it was sunny. It was still warm. 
yeah. uh, like 16 degrees Celsius. And I was just like, ah, yeah, it doesn't feel like it. So we built up the exhibition and drove to the hotel and I did not crank the song because I did really not feel it. Ah, oh, damn. And the next and morning, for the, first, for, the first, <laughs> for the first day of the show, like the first day where it started, I got up in the morning, I looked down and I saw frost on my windshield because oh, that's it was enough. only about one degree, like zero to one degree Celsius. That's enough to try and it. And I had the Christmas playlist started driving to the <laughs> exhibition, all, like all, the whole hour, just singing to Christmas songs. Because this is really like getting out there in Nuremberg and the weather being shitty and cold. Mm. triggered the feeling for me it was not yeah. even that mm -hmm. i like no i have to do it it's just like the whole feeling was just like damn yes now i'm gonna listen to it a bit sad though hearing that shitty weather is what triggered christmas for you well because it's usually the last christmas we were here we were standing in t-shirt outside and mm. we didn't drink any no, that, of that's the spiced wrong. wine because you're, you're broken germany's wrong <laughs> yeah it usually gets cold in january february but we didn't have much luck over winter this is why we thought might as well do it right and left for Thailand last year and also doing that this year. Yeah, well, I, I see that when you don't really get snow and don't have proper winter, then there's no reason to stay during winter. Exactly. Yeah. But coming back now and seeing also they started at the beginning of the week on Tuesday, mm -hmm. they started building up the Christmas market and the medieval market here mm. in Esslingen. Yeah. And now I can smell the smoked wood um uh, all those smells from like the people putting up like fresh sawn wood um stuff you know don't normally don't smell inside a big city like wooden I, fires yeah. usually that's alarming yeah 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 no <laughs> you're right you're honestly not not in norway not in norway yeah pretty much no no like also because as the stereotype goes it's usually stupidly cold in norway uh, no matter the time of year, anyone else coming to Norway will say it's stupidly cold. But that means that every, pretty much everybody has a wood-fired, uh, a wood stove or a, a fireplace, honestly, yeah. in, in their house or in even some apartment yeah, buildings. Yeah, but it smells completely different oh. than having like a huge fireball in the middle of the city center where there's just like burn their wood that they saw off the yeah. stuff they're building. Yeah, and, and you get a little bit of extra hint of creosote coming up in the atmosphere. Yeah, I don't, don't know what you're talking about. Smells like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're yeah. right. There is this um, the smell, but yeah. not only the smell of the the firewood uh, coming out. No, from there's the of the chimney. of the the food as well. The the food. Oh, no, like no, the, the no. food booth they're building up where there's like it's already like in the material. The smell of like the smoked sausages and everything. Mm. There's also the smell of hot uh, wine. The, um yeah, it's, it's it's not open yet so that's something you don't smell but you smell like the the damp smell of like the linen like that heavy linen the tarp they use yeah for oh the yeah, tents. yeah so yeah. this is a smell that is and all of that like the mix between all of that and the smoke and like the the bread because there's already the booth that makes the wooden bread yeah. the bread sticks like every single time and it's just those smells or the wax the candle maker built up is and you can already smell the beeswax coming from mm. it and just walking through there like all of those smells the temperature also it's getting cold in the evenings now yeah. so it's that that kind of like cold breath that you have it's, it, this is all that just triggers it talking about smells there's a really particular smell i feel that you get when you come down to like negative 10 centigrade mm -hmm. you're right that's like that you're that's right. a lot of christmas for me as well when, it, when the air gets crisp yeah when, when, you, when it is that 
sort of a crunchy feel to the air itself. Yeah. And it's maybe maybe you have that flash frost before the snow comes, or like the whole like lawn and all the grass just freeze solid. Yeah. And it crunches as you that. Oh yeah, that's 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 also, fantastic. Also, the hair in your nose—that's probably what you're smelling or not smelling anymore. Oh yeah. So you that, take I mean, the first deep breath and you start coughing because just the cold <laughs> air hurts your lungs. Oh, yeah. you learn very quickly that if it gets cold enough, you need to breathe slower, yeah. or else mm. you will actually hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting experience when you have that really strong flash frost coming, and it's like, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> must must. Yeah feel very very weird though for the people in countries where the weather is is really nice for christmas like all the people from the southern um, hemisphere or even in thailand uh yeah when when it's hot when it's christmas and you you see on television and during uh, in the movies uh, people celebrating christmas with a tree, the snow, the snowball fights, and and everything. Uh, and outside, it's like thirty degrees. It's more yeah, like you go, Japan. Yeah, go to a barbecue at the beach, and yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Th- Thailand. Thailand is more like Japan. Um, it's they have the Christmas tree up. They have the Christmas decoration everywhere. Like when we arrived there in December, everything is hung with the brightest and different, like co- really colorful though. Yeah, not not mm. just that white and red. It's just rainbow. But is it everything. cold though? Over there. No, no, it's not. No, it's. I mean, it's the coldest time for them. It's only like thirty-two degrees Celsius. Like, yeah, but talking about the high eighties, (laughs) nineties. Oh fuck! See, in Tokyo, it's Christmas. It's it's freezing cold, and we have most of the time we have snow. Yeah, I recall. But the thing is, is how they act about it. It's just it's a commercialized Christmas. Thailand is celebrating because it's mostly Buddhist country. Yeah. So you have those. Do you hear Christmas songs everywhere? They're celebrating that kind of like that thing around it mm-hmm. so for them it's also the the new year where everybody has vacation around in, mm-hmm. because i remember coming back the last time on the 25th 26th to bangkok before flying back and the whole city was crowded with people yeah. because they all had they were all off like over the the holidays but it was mainly just shopping on uh, focused on shopping not okay. really the yeah i get the feelings more commercialized there. Yeah, I, I recall like even if, when living in Japan myself, like it was a normal school day on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth, just yeah. which was also kind of weird. It was a nice change because like everything else was different anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of the one year when I sort of well, I didn't miss out on Christmas because I I got uh, nearly abducted by the Latin community yeah. in Tokyo. Yeah. And and had tequila for Christmas, which was an int- <laughs> <laughs> interesting experience. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's always it's nice to see something different. I like the feeling of living a tradition uh, in a different way, like like that. Like mm. uh, when I was when I was a teenager, I used to go skiing or snowboarding with a friend uh, for for the holidays, and not being. Uh, with the family for those holidays and being with friends and drinking every night and doing stuff that you don't usually do for those specific holidays. Uh, It's a weird feeling, but it's enjoyable because it's like the unique experience of doing that kind of stuff, Um, which is, yeah, nice and enjoy that. But you have good memories of your tequila shots that day, right? Yeah. Yeah, so just... 
difference of in in the feelings. Like it's not like usual. It's something new. It's something different. It shouldn't be like yeah. that. I know, but let's enjoy it this time around. Yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm also one of the weird ones to feel like th- that Christmas feeling is very much overhyped. Probably, yeah. Because I find it, I find it more often than not to be kind of elusive on Christmas and just around Christmas. But it might be more like, oh, just having a nice fireplace, lighting that up, snuggling up with some cocoa and a good movie. Yeah. I mean, and you can do that just any time of year. I mean, it for me at least, it sort of demands that there's snowing outside, preferably a small blizzard it's coming in. Mm. There's there's absolutely no good reason why you should even think about going outside. And you have cocoa, you have something good to watch, and you have a fire. And it's like... Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm set with that. Mm. Yeah, but it's like this for you uh, six months of your year, and it's not for us. Like it's it's the Christmas marks the beginning of the snow, the really cold weather, the, this time of the year that it's dark at five, and when you want to <laughs> cover yourself in dark, a- dark at five, you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to remember yeah, what Christmas was in the US. I think it was when my buddy knocks on the door with like a huge bottle of vodka and like an eggnog package. And it's like, <laughs> Christmas time, bitch. <laughs> I guess that's also well. a Christmas to remember or possibly to forget. To forget, maybe. Both. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was in my early 20s. So yeah. this is, yeah. I mean, there was the 25th with family, but just the Christmas time coming back from work and just. It's always warm and sunny in Santa Barbara, California. So, mm. well, maybe a little bit of rain during the winter time. How do you see yourself celebrating Christmas in ten years, twenty years? I mean, about the same, I guess. Or, Hope. I mean, if, if if there's a if there's a fireplace, I'll be happy. <laughs> nice. I have no idea because it's been changing over the last couple of years for Steph and I. Um, maybe. Just Steph and I, maybe traveling somewhere where it's hot during Christmas time. Maybe back here, maybe with my parents. Not sure. I play it by ear. I don't plan stuff like that anymore. I think my my question is really, is there a thing in your way of celebrating Christmas that you absolutely want to keep in your family tradition? I have a different one. I have a different take on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like gathering good food, good company. I mean... Mm-hmm. That's the essence of Christmas, though. I'm ignoring the whole family aspect of it, because if your family is shit, then you don't spend time with them. No, sure, yeah. But honest, I think my my mom and stepdad did this, maybe not last year, but the year before or something. Uh, they they actually buggered off to the forest and went camping on Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. And that's, that's something like, yeah, I really want to do that, because when it's dark outside, and if, you're all, if it's a clear, clear day... It's a good chance of seeing the Northern Lights if you go like an hour, hour and a half north of Oslo. Yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah. So honest, in the next 10 years, I, I, I would love to do that. Just say fuck off to all people and being the forest on Christmas or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I, I've wanting to do. Just take my wife and kid and go in a cabin in the forest up north, like probably yeah. in Norway or so. Uh, or, or somewhere like this, uh, just to see the northern light uh, and and just be cozy, far from everything, far from everyone, and just being to celebrate, being yeah. together f- at that time of the year. Um, yeah, that, that sounds that, like a good thing to focus on. Absolutely, absolutely. You got me. 
<laughs> well done. Jan, you, you, want, you want to start? Just yeah, to make you then, feel better? Then, yeah, exactly. Then I'm going to start. Uh, I have two of them. The first I definitely already had a focus on. Uh, that is the super fast Matt. The guy with the yeah. Honda yeah, yeah. and uh, making the Tesla jack. But he's been... I've been following him and watching every single video. And he's been invited by um, Honda for one of their new, I think, the new Civic car mm-hmm. to take a yeah. drive. And uh, even if you're not into cars, you have to watch the video because it's just freaking hilarious because they flew him out to check it. And he's probably mentioning about a hundred times during that video it's like, oh, look at this. They brought me out in this nice wine country with that expensive hotel. But I'm not going to be swayed because I am a professional. And then it's just like, and I'm not going to talk about this. Oh, look at that breakfast. <laughs> so it's just really dry humor. It's just really funny. So um, give it a watch. It's watching like a 10-minute comedy. Cool. Basically, there's he talks a little bit about the car. But mainly it's at all that all that thing around what he's not mentioning because he's such a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that one's great. The other one is, I'm not sure if I mentioned the guy before, but um, Matthew Stern, the um, photographer. Yeah, he mentioned it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, also, he has another video where he is restoring an old um, reflex camera. Cool. And um, he's actually doing a really good job with it, like new leather grips and cleaning up the lenses and everything on it. And he's known for his great that he uses crazy lenses and tries different stuff with shooting like shooting expired film and just using uh, filters and lenses that nobody ever heard about it. And also, of course, vintage lenses that he uses on newer cameras. He also does that. So if you're a little bit into photography and people who like to push the boundaries a little bit. He's yeah, a good I, guy I to watch. I'm ashamed to say I didn't check it out last time, and I I know I should this time. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's, lately I didn't have time to watch a lot of YouTube, so those I'm kind of sticking to the ones I already know to just mm. catch up and not fall completely behind. And I like super fast Matt and um, Matthew Stern are two, one of or actually two of them that I vividly remember about really enjoying the videos. Cool. Excellent. Um, should I go first? Next? Go, go for it. Yeah. I I just finished watching The Sandman on Netflix. Oh, nice. Oh, I haven't finished that yet. Oh, and I... I so the last episode, just how it's constructed, mm-hmm. just really impressed me. How... how I mean, the, the episode, the series in itself is like, it's really, really good. But then at the last episode, I sort of realized that, no, wait, hold on. They created all of these small stories and then tied them off and knot them and braid them into the next one and keep the flow going for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And it's, it. I just think it's such a brilliant piece of craftsmanship how they've been able to make that. And it's really fascinating and really cool and really good. Yeah. And I have not read the graphic novel that's behind it but i'm I'm really looking forward to the, the next season yeah also i watched the bonus episode the 11th one yeah and it's and the first 15 minutes is just animated yeah. about cats yeah and it makes complete sense <laughs> yeah what yeah yes yes you have to so yeah that's that's been my focus last week 
also i barely started arcane now finally as mm-hmm. I, the, the tv series based upon league of legends and mm-hmm. uh it's not my focus yet because i'm just having too much fun having played the game stupid amounts of hours and then seeing like oh yeah that's a thing that's a tease for that and that's a <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm not even paying attention to the story yet i'm just giggling about easter eggs <laughs> yeah, the story is one of those typical mind fucks I, I think so i've heard good things about that too but for now the sandman on netflix cool um so raz you had one yan you had two so i have three the first oh, one <laughs> bastard <laughs> the first one um is a leather worker on instagram is called uncle jack handmade um he has a big account more over a hundred thousand followers uh, he makes very clean leather work. It's all about bags, wallets, uh, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it's mainly things like that. Okay, like stuff like that. Uh, stuff that I, that I don't make uh, much, uh, but it's it's very clean work. Uh, it can be a very good inspiration if you are. Um, wanting to give leather craft a go uh you can oh yeah find very nice pictures and um yeah it's it's just proper um leather work yeah um very clean very good yeah i'm scrolling quickly now and i am impressed in many ways yeah it's 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 good stuff um my second one is a tv show it's on uh prime video i've only only uh quote unquote watched the fifth uh first episode uh i have no idea how many episodes there will be probably a little bit more like eight or ten uh but for now it's five um feel free to mention the name of the tv show yeah i'm 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 about to. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Peripheral. Uh, it's okay. yeah. It's sci-fi. If you've uh, watched uh, Westworld and enjoyed it, uh, it's the same guys uh, that are making that. So it's very like different. It's takes place partly in the future. It's I think it's really good. Um, plus you have Chloe Grace Moretz uh, playing the lead role and I think she's a really uh, really good uh, actress um, underrated and underused uh, in in the industry Um, but a lot of great actors and actresses in this show um, and I like I like the story Uh, it's very well made I think Um, so yeah give it a try I think it's fun uh, it can also be a little bit long um, and, and there, uh, just like Westworld was, because you have to do the character development and the story development. So so yeah. some long scenes of people talking can be boring for um, some of us. But anyway, it, it's I think it's a good show. So I'm really curious to see where it's going. Uh, but if you don't like sci-fi, well, you won't enjoy it. And my last one. Did Finally. you mention the name of it? Yeah, the peripheral. I said. The peripheral. Okay, yeah. good. Because I just I missed I missed the peripheral part. I was just like, well, get to the point. What's the name of the show? It's, it's called the peripheral. It's okay, on Amazon Prime. It. 
uh and and yeah give it a try if you want to 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 do so uh and lastly um i want to mention a guy called uh on instagram called griffin makes uh that's the name of the account griffin.makes uh the dude's name is jacob griffin he's a maker he's a cosplayer uh he does a lot of very cool stuff uh, we chatted a little bit uh, a few weeks back because uh, he's made um, an armor, leather armor of um, The Witcher 3. Oh. The very same armor that I've been wor- working on, so to speak. I've been thinking of doing for a few years because I've only uh, done part of it uh, to this date. But I'm, I'm really, really um, focused on, on finishing it uh, pretty soon. Uh, anyway, the guy is cool. We've we've talked a little bit. Uh, he's doing- oh, yeah. I met him at make at uh, Camp. Yeah, uh, I think so. He's doing blacksmithing. He's doing woodworking. He's doing leatherworking. He's doing a little bit of everything. Making very cool stuff. He's a cool dude. Nice. Um, so yeah, Griffin makes on Instagram. Instagram is my third and last one for this week. Very very cool. And any last little tidbit bits? I think I actually managed to catch all of your all of the all of the things Perfect. this time while you were all chatting. Great. Uh, no, possibly. We'll 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 see how things turn out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any last little tidbit bits? Nope. nope. No, not from my side. Then just for me, a small little thing of if you want to support, if you want to buy someone a really unique gift and you buy it from a local craftsman of some sorts, doesn't have to be me, even though I will very much appreciate that. Just remember the whole thing of when, yes, you, it might be more expensive, you'll use, but you'll usually get better quality, more unique, and you will be buying two people a gift when you buy from one craftsman because the person you're giving it to gets something super special. And the person you're buying it from gets your money and gets to keep doing the thing they want to do. Well said. So support local people doing crazy things. Oh, not local, but makers and craftsmen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, local small people. Yeah. More than Amazon and Black Friday shit. But not only from Norway. I I, I tried not to say that. (laughs) I tried not to say that. No, well, anyway, that's a good shot. Buy from a Swedish blacksmith near you. <laughs> and you can go to hell again. <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of us and say nice things, unlike what Jan is doing, you can find us collectively at two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places, including the formation, the earlierly mentioned patreon.com slash two thirds focused, if you want to buy all three of us a simple little gift for Christmas. And you can find me at Rasmus Lowen and Lowensmeer.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or uh, the Red Smith everywhere on the internet, and more specifically at theredsmith.com. And you can find me at nerdamender.com with links to all the socials. Wonderful. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.